welcome to another episode of Customers Also Watch, the podcast where I follow a trail of Amazon Prime movies strictly following the Customers Also Watch list. Uh, this is a special, re- special edition. Special, special. This is a 2019 recap Woo! of the year and what's yeah. happened. So um, we're, we're still gonna, alive. Good news. I know. <laughs> Made it. We're going to cover a few different things. Uh, I'm going to do top and bottom five Amazon movies that I've covered on the podcast. Uh, I got some questions submitted from listeners that both Rebecca and I will be answering. I've got a letterboxed update about Yellow Fangs, which I will be talking about because I told people they needed to watch that movie. And then finally, I'm going to be talking about the movie that Rebecca gave to me to choose from... uh, her list of movies. Ten you, things I hate about you. And you can't blame me for that. I gave you other options. I the, understand. You can blame that. your listen, there listeners. Was no, there were no good options on that list. Precious. For me. Precious is amazing. No. Yes. I don't believe that. At it's all. an amazing movie. But it'll also make you cry. Maybe. I don't know if it'll make you cry. I can cry like twice a year. Okay. Unless like there's like, a, a, there happens to be like a lot Did of Did you cry from this happen? due to excruciating pain? No. Oh, okay. But I'm going to make some other people cry when I read their fucking letterbox reviews because that's how much I hate some people right now. I mean. Um, anyway. I can give you some better movies that I like. They're just not culturally significant. That's fine. I just don't, like, none of that, none of that, none of that again, ever. We'll talk about it for next year. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I want to start with a letterbox update. So for Yellow Fangs, I told people that I wanted them to watch that movie more than anything, because Sonny Chiba deserves it. And at the time of recording, that movie had 61 views on Letterboxd. And as of this recording, it has 67. Which I would like to think that those six extra views came from people who listen to the podcast, but I honestly (laughs) don't know. It did tick up, so there's that. So I did remember to circle around back to that. And I'm sure that some people are just lazy non-reviewers. There's that too. There, I mean, there's like there's not a lot of people who are on Letterbox in the first place. Like yeah. I told you to get on it. I am on it. I just am bad at follow up. You're okay. But I can. I do read reviews and find movies on there. Okay. Well, yeah. that's something. Yeah. Jordan, Letterboxd. Not yet. God damn it. Right. Yeah. I just I don't like I don't know leaving in an internet opinion. You don't have to leave an internet. That opinion. is a lie, Jordan. It's true. You get into it with people on Facebook all the time. That's different. Okay. But this is, like, you don't have to write reviews. Like, you can literally just use it to log the movies that you watch. Yeah, that's what oh, we should to, do. Oh, to watch it. That's yeah. probably what I should do since my memory is shot from remembering what right. I watched. And you can look up movies and be like, oh, like, when you're at, like, I Love Video, you can, yeah. like, look them up on there really quickly and see, like, oh, what do, like, th- and these are ratings from, like, people who watch them. Not It's not all, like, critics in there. So, like, if you want that, it's a good app to have. I'm Fucking Letterbox, can you sponsor me, please? <laughs> yeah, you can have some ad revenue. That'd be great. Something. It's been a year. Come on, Letterbox. <laughs> or Bullet Bourbon. I'll take either. Bullet Bourbon. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Best and worst of 2019. So, it started with Curtains back in January. Since then, I have gone through 29 movies on Amazon Prime. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but it is if you're just following that. Well, list. it's also one of those things where you watch more movies that exist outside of Amazon Prime. Correct. That no. is just 29 movies on Prime alone. Right. I'm at like 300 something for the year. That's not even. I can for, see that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Fantastic Fest had a lot to do with that, but still. <laughs> uh, there's a lot. Uh, anyway, so started with 
curtains in January and ended 2019 with The Red Queen Kills Seven Times. Uh, I lost two episodes to technical difficulties. Uh, that would be Nightmare and Night Tide. So maybe I should stay away from movies with night in the title. I mean, we I did Nightmare well, on Elm Street. I did Well, that's true. We did the Nightmare on Elm Street mini, and then I did Night Creature and also Night Fright. So, okay, so I didn't lose those. Anyway, that's not a thing. You're at a passing grade for things that you got to record successfully. <laughs> you passed. D minus, but you passed. Oh, okay. As far as the movies that I've covered this year, the let's start with, I'll do top five. So the five movies that I've enjoyed the most, and again, remember that these are all movies that I had never seen before <coughs> until um, watching them through Amazon Prime. Um, so number five would be Black Magic. It's a Shaw Brothers horror movie. It's a lot of fun. Wizard pants and guys milking women and creating like poisons and love spells and stuff. It's fun. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, I'm down. We just told you about that god-awful serial killer movie we watched. I so, I mean, why not Magic Pants? We want to see the... Pants. Wizard Pants. Yeah. Wizard Standard Pants. Issue. Standard issue Wizard Pants. All right. Uh, number four would be Yellow Fangs. It's a Sunny Chiba movie. Watch about, it. Uh, killer Bear in a Japanese village in the early 20th century. Uh, number three, Born of Fire. You guys will... No? Okay. Nope. Nope. No? All right. Two would be Blood and Black Lace, Italian Mario Baba. It's just, it's mm. one of the ones where like I should have watched it a long time ago, and I just skipped over it and never got to it. So mm. I finally did. And I hadn't seen it to tell you to watch it as part of your thing. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. I failed you. You wouldn't. Have, it wouldn't have been on your radar. <laughs> no. <It's> okay. <laughs> uh, and then number one would be Human Lanterns. Tell me about Human Lanterns. So it's another Shaw Brothers horror movie. And it's about a guy who makes Chinese lanterns. But okay, but out of humans? Well, yeah. So, like, he Ooh. kidnaps women and skins them and makes lanterns out of them. Hmm. But it's also got Kung Fu in it, and, like, it's it's beautiful. It's super fun. I really liked it. I thought you were going to mention Ryan Reynolds and the Green Lantern or something. No, that was no. not beautiful. He's a human lantern. He is a, He's a human lantern. I mean, technically, yes. I've never, I don't know anything about Green Lantern, so. It's shittiest superhero movie ever made. Okay. Good to know. I'll avoid it. All right. We did not put that on your list. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I wouldn't have put it, like, in my, like, anyway. <laughs> All right. Then uh, bottom five, number five would be Microwave Massacre. Yeah. Um, I know Jordan probably, you liked, you, it was, you liked it. Was, it. it was campy. It was fun. All right. I mean, right. it was definitely, like, terribly acted and everything. But Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There are better movies out there. It should not be in anybody's top five of anything There's ever. There's a boob hole in a fence. Come on. What did Possibly we decide we were that. calling that? Oh, fuck. The glory hole, like, tit version of glory. Oh, God. You came up with that, Jordan, but your memory I is terrible. Uh, yeah. We're going to have to remember that. Yeah. It was great. Okay. Damn anyway, it. Number four, bottom five, Killer Eye. It. Sorry, Schmidt. <laughs> Uh, number three, Night Fright. It was just literally unwatchable. It was so dark on Amazon Prime, I couldn't see it. Um, <laughs> number two, Funland. Fuck that movie. And number one is, of course, Muckman. Worst fucking movie I watched last year. It still has a 2.9 out of 5 on Letterboxd. If you were on there, please fucking go on there. Yeah, what the muck? bring it down. Like, like <laughs> killer. Yeah. yeah. What the muck? Good job, Jordan. <laughs> That's good. I like that one. Like, Killer Fish has a 2.0 out of 5, and that's 
a fun, like, it's fine. It's like, it's not a great movie, but it, fucking Muckman is higher. (laughs) Why? I'm mad. It can muck off. It can muck off. Fucking dumbass movie. All right. Um, so we got some questions from listeners. I have a list. Yeah. Oh, right. God. I guess I'm going to dive right in then. Okay. All right. So first we have questions for Erica. Okay. So, um, the first one writes, movies which you hate, but most people love. Okay. So, oh God, I forgot who sent in this question. I know that one was on Twitter. I can't remember. I think that was Anthony on Twitter. Yeah, it doesn't say on here. Okay, sorry. I know I forgot to write them down for you on there. So I know who most of the questions are from, but there's like one or two I I think I got. Um, Okay, so movies which I hate but most people love. Um, Horror movies that people... I'm going to do horror and non-horror. So um, House of the Devil and It Comes at Night. I hate both of those movies. I know there's people out there that love them. I think they both suck. So don't watch those, Rebecca. Oh. There will be people who try to convince you otherwise. Of It Comes at Night? Yeah. That was the one we saw, right? Mm. Where it was like the diseased people or something? Uh, that red door? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the we saw that. The 2017 one? Yeah, we saw that. What did you think? It was, eh. I mean, my problem is currently I can't remember it. it was, there was like the diseased like old guy. And I know. Like, it was basically oh. like they were trying to quarantine themselves inside like this like log cabin or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, basically it was just, like, maniac disease. It was more of an interpersonal human thing. It wasn't supernatural. It was me. It was, but... Oh, was it? No, not Yeah, it was not supernatural. No, it was not Yeah, it's like an inner... It's like an interactive... Like, it's a interpersonal relationship suspense sort of movie. Which, I mean, it has its time and it has its place. It's just something where there's a lot of interpersonal suspense movies that there's exist. There's a lot of nothing that's happening in that yes, movie. Yes, that's, I think, why I didn't like that yeah. much. So I, li- I mean, I literally crap. didn't remember that I had actually seen it. There you go. So. It's forgettable go. and nothing happens in it. So <laughs> that's why I don't like it. All right. All right. Um, non-horror, I hate The Revenant, and I hate Baby Driver. So I've tried to watch The Revenant, mm-hmm. and I've fallen asleep. Okay. Um, I feel like it's a movie that I need to actually wake up, drink a cup of coffee, and like commit to. And there's movies like that that are good I that I need yeah. to do. But I've just I don't I've never had the opportunity I would say to finish The Revenant. Yeah. Um, I like The Revenant then, if it were cut down by like an hour. Sure. Even then, I'm like iffy about it. I just I don't care. Baby um, Driver, I wholeheartedly agree. Baby Driver's a wait. Piece of you know I don't like shit. Baby Driver. You didn't like Baby Driver? Yes, I told you that after we saw it. I didn't like it. There's so many better car-related, like, heist movies and, like, chase movies. Yeah, yeah, I remember this Out there than Baby now. Driver. That movie yeah. was fucking dumb. That love story yeah. was, like, the yeah. most Yeah, they did not need that. It was fucking terrible. I fucking hate that movie. That was disappointing. Yeah. I was not a fan. All right. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I thought you like liked certain parts. Like, there were certain parts that were okay. There were certain okay. parts I think that you liked, it, but, like, your overall, overall. opinion was, like, now, Rebecca, we're going to watch a bunch of car heist movies. And then I think we watched a bar- bunch of car heist movies Probably. subsequently after Baby Driver because mm. he was like, this is a subpar car heist movie. Yeah, Gone in 60 Seconds just totally throws it. Well, I watched Gone in 60 Seconds because that was my option when I didn't have the internet. And you gave me Top Gun and Gone in 60 Seconds to watch on repeat for a week while I waited for the internet. <laughs> Yikes. Nick Cage, Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah. There are two. There are two Gone in 60 All Seconds. Right. There's also two cat peoples. Yes. 
<laughs> so I need to watch like the OG cat people that doesn't have incest in it. Oh. It's from the forties. Bummer. That one's good. The OG cat people? Yeah. I think there was like a showing of it. Yeah. Yeah. And at I missed AFS. it at AFS. Yeah. yeah. I think I saw it and I was like, Ooh, and then I forgot. Yeah. Sorry. Cool. All right. So question number two, what genre or subgenre do you want to do that you haven't covered yet? Okay, this one came from Late Night Psychorama. I think there's two off the top of my head. I haven't gotten into any, any vampire horror movies, and I feel like there's a lot, it, it, like, through the podcast. Yeah. Like, I, but I feel like there's a lot that I still haven't seen yet, so... But I know that if I get it through Amazon, I'm probably going to end up with a lot of garbage. But I might find something. You could give me a vampire episode. I mean... I have one planned for you. Okay. But there are movies that I've seen that I know that are good. Yeah, so, well, I haven't seen any of, like, the old classic vampire stuff, but I've seen a lot of, like, I mean, Jordan got me to watch The Lost Boys, mm-hmm. which was good. Okay. That was solid. Uh, there is a vampire movie that I really want to watch. I'm, not, um, I'm probably not going to make You're not going to have me watch it. It's a, it was recommended to me by a bunch of the other movie nerds that we do know, mm-hmm. and I'm looking it up because I can't remember what it was. Well, she looks that. No, it's with Tilda Swinton. And it is, um, like, the... If you had letterboxes, it would be much easier. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know. I know. She's just looking through Tilda Swinton's filmography. I right am. Trying to figure it out. I know. It's bad. It's so bad. Would you ever consider a sci-fi horror subgenre? Yeah. Because that, I think that would be a cool one. Yeah. And I haven't got to that yet either. And there, I know there's a lot... I mean, it's sci-fi. I guess like space horror is more what I would want to focus on. Oh, but. the movie I'm thinking of is the is Only Lovers Left Alive, okay. and it's like a it's a vampire movie with uh, Tilda Swinton and Tom Hiddleston and Anton Yelkin before like he died. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically a romance between two vampires, but it did really well at Cannes, and it's supposed to be really good. Really well at what? Can. C-A-N-N-E-S. That's can. 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 Well, it looks like plural it's cans. French. Yeah, it's French. I took Spanish and did really <laughs> so bad. Why? The Cannes Film Festival is... Cannes. It's Cannes Films. Like, like, <laughs> you could never take me anywhere. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at you. Sorry. You're laughing with me because I, I can't pronounce anything. <laughs> But I'm, I'm laughing at it's you. supposed to, yeah, you're laughing at me. That's fine. You do it all the time. But it's supposed to be a really good like vampire movie, but it's not like right. a shitty vampire movie okay. like Twilight. No, I actually I think I remember hearing about that. I never got around to seeing that. But when I assign you vampire movies, like we're you're gonna, gonna be, we're gonna be like 1920s Nosferatu and shit. Well, yeah, we're gonna do like super old school, we're gonna do Christopher Lee, and then we're gonna do something more modern. Christopher Lee. Oh yeah. He plays Dracula in a lot of movies. Well, shoot, you know yeah. my feelings about Christopher Lee. I know Lee. you do. So, I mean, I we could st- do a whole Christopher Lee oh. episode on, like, just, not not just Dracula, but anyway, oh, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that. Uh, as far as another subgenre, um, heist movies. Ooh, Ooh, yes. I would love to get some of That's those. That's one of my favorites. But you if we're doing non-horror things. Because I just, uh, and so what I just saw, the, uh, the killing at AFS a couple mm. weeks ago as part of, the, uh, part of their noir series. And that I would love to do a noir. It's so fucking good. And I was like, I need to see more heist movies. Mm-hmm. So I would love. I've been trying to get her into some of the heist movies. What yeah. heist movies have we recently watched? Well, probably than... she's probably not going to agree on some of them. But, okay. but I think the last one I made you watch was After the Sunset. Yeah. That Pierce was... Brosnan, uh, Penelope that. Cruz, um, 
And was it Penelope Cruz or was it uh, no, Salma Hayek? Hayek? Sorry, it was Salma, Salma Hayek, Hayek and uh, what's his face um, from Zombieland and stuff? Uh, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, it was like the cop after and it's, but but more. It's kind um, of a silly heist movie, but what's it's the a one? Solid I think it's even movie. called the heist. The one with uh, Edward Norton, where he has to act like he's like mentally challenged to get into a bank. I think Robert oh, De Niro is in it. Um, that we have not seen. But that's a good one. Um, Edward Norton. Yeah, Edward Norton is in a heist movie, and it was a pretty good heist movie. And okay. he, they try to steal like this like scepter in a safe. Um, and he's like a he's like a uh, he pretends he works the the bank. Or, like, this, like, holding facility is, like, a janitor or something, but okay. he, like, pretends to be mentally handicapped and... Intellectually disabled. Intellectually disabled and puts Thank on you. that persona the entire time and he teams up with, uh, it's, I think it's Robert De Niro. Okay. Uh, to, like, steal the scepter and obviously there's, like, you know, them messing with each other and trying okay. to figure it out. And then there was another heist movie where it was, like, a competition between two different heist groups, like, stealing from each other and, like, faking each other out. Okay. I'm trying to remember what it was called. I, no, I, no, no, sorry, no, 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 I don't remember this. Those, okay. are, those, those are the ones we have watched, but those are like, the ones what? I want to show you. Oh, okay. Have you watched Heat yet? No, that's another one I wanted okay. to watch. Right. Jordan um, loves heist movies. If we go look at movies, I yeah, guarantee you... I talked you to Becca about, like, I want to make a heist card game, like a board game. He does. Oh. He wants to make a heist. Um, I might play that. That, like, you actually have to, like, plan your actions and, like, wait for guards to pass and, like, plan okay. your timing and stuff. If you make that, I'm down. I'll play Yeah. There, there are some that are, like, similar that exist, but, like, not, I think, to Jordan's spec. But, like, a good heist movie, even a bad heist movie, like, even, like, the new Italian job, I will still watch, even as stupid as it is. Yeah. Like, I still enjoy that movie. Okay. But Gone 60 Seconds is obviously a stupid favorite of mine because it's cars and a heist. Christ. Jordan really there's likes... There's not a lot of car heist movies. There's a good. lot of car heist movies, but mm. there's... No. No, well, there's more heist movies that don't necessarily have cars, but Jordan loves his car heist movies. Mm-hmm. But I think Jordan also loves cars. Yes. And car movies. Okay. Yeah. Alright. So. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, vampires and... Awesome. Like, va- if there was a vampire heist movie... There, well, was, mm, there was. There was. Kind of. Dracula, was Dracula 2000. 2000. And it was bad. Okay, I'm not watching that. So, um, no. I, I, I spoke too soon. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. Jordan literally told me, Rebecca, there's a vampire heist movie. And I was like, that sounds ridiculous. Let's watch it. And it was well, that's Dracula originally, 2000. It was originally because you brought up Dracula 3000. Yeah. Which is in space. Which is in space. And that's bad. God. Yeah. We did not watch that. And I was like, well, what about Dracula 2000? Like, I remember that movie and it had like Omar Epps and it was supposed to be all edgy and like hard rock, like soundtrack. Oh. It was like Lincoln Park and shit, basically. Oh. It's all new. Oh, it's so early 2000s. Oh. It's amazing. It hurts. It hurts to watch. Johnny Lee Miller's in it. We were Jordan, just talking about Johnny Lee Miller. We've a lot of Johnny yep. Lee Miller yeah. movies Hack, recently. Hack the Planet. Hack the Planet. God. Anyway. Okay. Maybe so. there is a better vampire that that is a task for the world who listens like find us a better vampire heist movie than dracula I mean, it, 2000 it, make it a heist movie but the characters can be vampires so yeah I, but that doesn't have to can be, like, be vampires yeah and it doesn't have to be like the center you know uh so technically yeah. ultraviolet oh, is a vampire heist movie. i am not no i know i've heard that is a waste of time she steals a kid it. All right. I don't care. Anyway, I don't care. moving on. All right. Uh, number three, favorite deaths in movies, horror or other or otherwise. Okay. I'm trying to remember who asked this. This was on Twitter too. I don't remember. I feel bad. I'll tag them later. Okay. Um, okay. So I've got three, and these like top three deaths in movies just all ever. together ever. Number one is in Day of the Dead. 
that's Rhodes when he gets pulled apart by the zombies. Yeah. And he's just like, choke on him. That, like, ugh, that's perfect. It's beautiful. Two would be Robocop, Toxic Waste Splatter. Yes. <laughs> that's a great one. <laughs> and uh, three would be Assault on Precinct 13, where a guy just fucking <clears throat> shoots a kid. Point blank. Damn. Buy an ice cream truck. It's perfect. Dang. <laughs> Those, are, Those are all beautiful deaths. They are fucking gorgeous. I love them all. And, um, yeah. What were your thoughts? I mean, we've talked about the children. Mm-hmm. All of those deaths are great. Well, I don't that, know. No, you can't. That's nothing you compared can't to getting talk. blasted in yeah. the face at a ice That's going to be in your Carpenter episode, too. You're going to watch that movie. Okay. And you're going to see why I love that fucking movie so much. Not just because of that scene. It's a fucking amazing movie. Excellent. But it's also got one of the best death scenes ever. I will ever. happily watch it. All right. Happily. All right. Uh, number four, top five 80s horror movies. Okay, this came from, uh, Shad Youngblood from the, uh, Jump Scare podcast. And, okay, so top five 80s horror movies. This was really hard, and I did not narrow it down to five. <laughs> How I many did, did you narrow it down I, to? I got it down to seven. That's not bad. Because it's a tie between a couple things. So, um... And these are not in like order. One is one, two, three. God, okay. that would have been another torturous That's thing another for thing you. I can't do. Like, <laughs> I can't be like, yeah, this is first and this is third. No, I just can't. This is just like top seven 80s horror movies for Erica. So, Hellraiser, yeah. um, Evil Dead 1 and 2 is a tie. Mm-hmm. Or Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. That's a tie for me. Okay. We'll get to those two yes. as well. Jordan almost t- picked up the second I almost one. Rented and it I was like, nope, her. stop. I told him to stop. <laughs> Uh, the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've seen that. Yeah, Jordan showed me the thing. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Good job, Jordan. You yeah. get points. All right. Uh, Day of the Dead. Yes, because it also has one of my favorite death scenes in it. But also, like that was the first of the Romero zombie trilogy. We talked about. Yeah, this yes. we did. Episode, so, uh, and then last would be. This is another tie. These are Fulci movies, which we will also get to. Yes, gonna, I, we needed Fulci episode. We're going to do Fulci episode, but we're going to do the we're going to do the old Gates of Hell trilogy. Two of those movies are in my top five eighties horror movies. Oh, okay, so that's City of the Living Dead and The Beyond. Okay, um, City of the Living Dead is also known as Gates of Hell, but then the whole thing is the, the Gates translation of Hell thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not a translation oh, no. thing. It's okay. just another title, but. The whole trilogy is known as the Gates of Hell trilogy. Ah. They're all connected. But anyway, two of those out of that series are in my top seven 80s horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. Not that bad. All right. So number five writes, best Blu-ray or 4K release this year, new or old? So this came from Austin Green. Arrow's uh, Hellraiser 2 would would be my pick for that. I'm just going to do that one. Because I know there's some other ones that came out that I that I liked that were really good. Like Vinegar Syndrome's like Mausoleum. And then there's one from Shout Factory that I haven't watched it yet. But I know it's going to be good. <laughs> uh, Vice you've been, Squad. <laughs> you've been busy. I've been really busy. Um, so I'm just going to go with Arrow's Hellraiser 2 from this year. Okay. All right. Number six. Uh, recommendations for low budget slash indie horror movies and again new or old okay so this came from the horrible horror podcast (laughs) 
so my new horror watching is really limited, especially when it comes to like low budget stuff. <laughs> so, um, cause most of that, the low budget new stuff goes straight to like streaming and like, mm-hmm. I don't tend to watch those at all. Like all I'll sometimes see like the new horror stuff in theaters, but even then I'm super picky. So, but like, there's like that whole studio who makes nothing but low budget, like the asylum <laughs> or, people. uh, I don't what was it? A... Fart zombie or whatever I watched. Jesus. Uh, yeah. What's what was the... it called? Something fart. Yeah. I, I would never. Kills you with farts. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was made from Asylum. Okay. No, it wasn't Asylum. It's the other one that makes. Oh, Trauma. It was a trauma. trauma. It was a trauma oh, that film. Sounds like a trauma film. Yeah. I, I just I wouldn't go out of my way to recommend any of those because I would want to recommend stuff that's actually like really good or something that's just really fun to watch, especially mm-hmm. like in a group. So that's what I have for my all my stuff is old. Like I don't have anything. Um, new that I would recommend. So two of these I just watched like this week and I really, <laughs> really liked. The, fir- the first one is Terror Creatures from the Grave with Barbara Steele and it was fucking amazing. Um, it's black and white Becca, but it's okay. It's gray. God damn it. It's gray. It's black and white uh, mixed together. All right. In different shades of it. Um, the Vampire Doll, which was a lot of fun. It's Asian... Like Toho vampire movie. It was Let Sleeping Corpses Lie. It's a zombie movie. It's one of the like really good zombie movies. It's not Romero. And mm. I think I've recommended it to you before. I've heard that before. I We talked about it in the zombie episode. Okay. Okay. So I'm doubling down on that. Double down on yeah. it. And then the last one is um, The Last Shark. <laughs> which is a Jaws ripoff and it's fantastic. And a lot is that on that bundle? That DVD bundle? Of that I also movies? have. I doubt it. Because I think we bought like the same like Walmart. Like, oh no, it's not shark on that combo one. like no. eight movie combo. I don't think it's on that. Oh, one okay. At all. No. Like toxic shark or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not on. It's not on that one. Damn. Um, you can probably find it on YouTube or Tubi or something. You okay. Tubi. You guys have Tubi, right? The hell is Tubi? Uh, oh. I do not have Tubi. Okay. So you have. Is it free? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. I think there's an app for it. The PlayStation's been yelling at me to get it. Get it. Because oh, okay. it's got tons and tons of movies. It's got the Blade series. That's what got me Ooh. last night. I clicked. It was like Jesus. Blade series. And it You've was something that Blade we... have only Blade 1, right? No. We've watched... We we have not watched any of the other Blades yet. I know that for a fact. I haven't made you watch Blade 2 or 3. You haven't made me watch Blade 2 or 3. I don't think I've seen them, or I don't think I've actively attempted to see them. But I was talking about the Blade series because we were looking at that to pitch for a TV episode of Pancake, and I was like, holy fuck, they made a Blade TV series? Oh, yeah, that was hard Anyway, to it's on Tubi. Well, Tubi's got a lot of movies, so... And that's, I'll probably, that's better than Blade the series? Yeah, and I'll probably, like, assign you movies that are going to be on there. So oh, excellent. So you should download it anyway. I will so, go download it so tonight. All right. Um, so those are my four. Terror Creatures from the Grave, Vampire Doll, Let Sleeping Corpses Lie, and The Last Shark. Okay. Uh, number seven, which movie did you hate the most this year? That is from, uh, Erica at the Les Represent podcast. And yeah, that's like I did in my bottom five. That's Muckman for sure. Hands down. Fuck that movie. Fuck Brett Piper. Well, no, cause he, is it worse than 10 things I hate about you? Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. That's how much I hate that movie. Yeah. Damn. I'm probably going to love it. I have to watch it now. No. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, so Muckman, hands down. Burn it. it. Burn it. It's not Re- even... Remove yeah. it from existence? Yeah. Jettison it into space. 
straight into the sun. Like, kill it with the ultimate fire. Kill it with the sun. Kill it with the sun. Yeah. Well, that wraps up all the questions for you, Erica. Okay. Rebecca, um, number one, what was your favorite movie that Erica made you watch this year? Mm, I feel like it's a really... So, I feel like it's really hard because... I, 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 because I, we watched a lot of movies and I would say like the ones that really stick out, the ones that I like love, loved, I'm sitting here thinking of like Hellraiser, I love, loved, Wicker Man, I like, love, loved, Candyman, Candyman, I loved, loved. Like, I would say that my top three were probably Hellraiser, Candyman, and Wicker Man, two of which have man in the title. Um, <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> so, I would say that those are probably my top three. Candyman, like, I just adored. I don't know if I could pick, like, my favorite, favorite movie. Wicker yeah. Man is, like, my favorite right now because that's the one I most recently watched. Yeah. And I've just been obsessed with cult horror and Candyman, shit. Part of me is kind of like Candyman can fall into cult horror, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's got a whole isolation cultural shit going on there. I mean, it's, got it's own urban. Folk story. Yeah. It's yeah. got its own folk story. Um, Hellraiser is absolutely not folk horror in the slightest. No, um, but it is, it is magnificent. Um, so I would say those are my top three. Jordan, is there anything that I'm leaving out that I like had a visceral reaction to? Well, my personal favorite, and I thought you enjoyed too, was yeah. Return of the Living Dead. Oh yeah, I did really enjoy Return of the Living Dead. Because that was Dead. super fun. That was super fun. And that was like fun. a whole series that I had never watched. Yeah. And I wasn't sure about. Then after watching them, I'm like. And there's so many. Those movies. are awesome. Yeah. Is I that your not, favorite? At least the first two that I've watched are I awesome. I am not vouching for any of the sequels. No, and I bet that they are campy and over the top and completely ridiculous and they don't make sense and they are just bizarre and I still crazy. need to watch the rave one. That's all I care about. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say that those are probably my top three. I would say my... I would say that if we think about the movies that came in that were campy... Like, we didn't do, like, as many campy things. We started out that way. I was trying to, We like, started out with camp. My favorite, I would say that Return of the Living, because I feel like camp versus, like, serious can yeah. be very different. And I would yeah. say that definitely my favorite campy movie was by far Return of the Living okay. Dead. That was my my favorite campy movie. I would say that my favorite serious movies are probably honestly going to be, like, I, I can't choose between Candyman, Hellraiser, and Wicker Man. I can't do it. Okay. Those are my top three. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I know you're going to be particularly excited about this question. Okay. Uh, I can't read it from here. What is the movie about someone shitting a blue fish you mentioned in a previous episode? Are you serious? Yep. That's a question? Yep. Okay. That movie is called The Immaculate Conception of Little Dizzle. Um, it is a movie that I found under the influence at the Boston Public Library when I was visiting my friend Sarah and we were just wandering through the library looking at movie titles. And I was like, this looks ridiculous. We should watch that. We prepared to get absolutely shit-faced and watched it on her computer. And it was bananas. Um, I then bought it online to pitch it for a master pancake where nobody wanted to watch it because it's so fucking weird. I wanted to watch it. You wanted to watch it. I voted But you, you. you agree... It was, 
it's it's a movie that I think is it's weird. It's, and the it's, only it's so fucking weird. The only other person who knew even about the movie was, the was Trace Bowie yeah. from the Mads. Yeah, he's the only. And other he wanted person. that one to win. Yeah. He did. He did. So like, uh, so but when I bought it online, the copy that I got was from the Dallas Public Library. So shout out to the public library system who know where to find a fucking gem of a movie. But the Immaculate Conception of Little Dizzle, the best way I could describe it, and shit, you know what? I had even have my pitch. I have my pitch. I'm going to read you my pitch. Okay, so for, for listeners, if you've, I know I've got mostly like people who listen are like Austin people, so they know what Master Pancake is. But um, basically... It's a thing in Austin where there's a choose-your-own night and uh, audience members bring a movie and then they stand in front of the rest of the theater and have to pitch it and then the winning movie is based on audience applause. And so you get, what is it, 60 seconds? 60 seconds, typically. Okay, so you get about a minute to pitch and so people who are going up there to pitch will write theirs ahead of time. So for listeners, this is Rebecca's Master Pancake (laughs) Trace approved movie pitch for the immaculation of little wait the immaculate conception of little which i still haven't even seen this you still haven't seen it i want him to see it i only watched a scene off of youtube of a dude in a shower with words written all over the place he was hallucinating suddenly just drip down the walls and swirl down the drain and i was like what the fuck is this it's because the cookies make you hallucinate they're supposed to taste warm, feel warm when you eat them because that's what they're experimenting on. But yeah. it doesn't, they just make you hallucinate. Right. Anyway. Are we timing her? Go. You don't know, <laughs> God. Uh, my name is Rebecca and I brought the immaculate conception of Little Dizzle. This script was written on acid and filmed on mushrooms. Dory is the personification of Beige who rage quits his job and data entry to try new religions on a weekly basis. When reality sets in, he takes a job as a janitor working with a transvestite Gulf War vet cocaine-fueled fuck buddies named Methyl and Ethel, and a suffering artist whose medium is punk rock and toilet sculptures. The office he's cleaning is a company which makes cookies, and they've been doing experiments with the ingredients. Of course, they eat them out of the garbage. The cookies end up being addictive and have the side effect of hallucinations, and the guys end up pregnant with little blue blob things, which they give birth to on the toilet. This is the independent film that tried to be mainstream but ended up getting flushed into obscurity. So if you're down to take a fun existential trip together, vote for the Immaculate Conception of Little Dizzle. And it's amazing. It is amazing. There are two weird-ass movies I've seen this year that I will not stop plugging until the day I die. And it is that movie and Technolust, which is where Tilda Swinton clones herself and eats cum. To, sur- yeah. to survive. <laughs> it, there's a reason. Like, she doesn't just do it for fun. She needs it to stay alive because her clones don't have the Y chromosome and they are deficient in that protein. So, and also there's computer STDs. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. That one I saw. That one was great. All right. Uh, so there is one more question that I guess is open-ended. So I think for everybody, uh, if you were in hell, a la Bill and Ted's bogus journey, what would be behind the doors for you? Jordan, can you explain that reference? So, Please explain. I have not Becca seen Becca has not seen Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey yet. Uh, so there is a scene where basically they are in hell. Um, and it's sort of like air vents that they're in or something. It's like a it's like that Beetlejuice hallway where there's all yeah. the doors. Have you seen okay. Beetlejuice? Okay. I have seen Beetlejuice. Um, and yeah, it, it's all creepy looking. But it's like super low. That's why they're like And they're crouched. super low and crouching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so like they open a door and there's some kind of like horror memory, like horrible memory. 
So for like, um, oh, God. Bill, I think he opens a door and it's like a drill instructor, right? That like chases after him. I think it, yeah. So it's either like a horrible memory or a horrible, like their worst nightmare. Their worst nightmare. Yeah. That's right. Cause he didn't want to get shipped off to right. military school. Like he didn't school. actually go to military yeah. school. Like that was just. And so like his, yeah. his manifestation of this like horror starts like following him around. And I think it was for, <laughs> yeah. Bill is counter reads, right? No. I was going to mix up. Theodore. Ted. Ted. Okay. Theodore so then Bill, yeah. Bill's is the Easter Bunny. Okay. Right? And the Easter I, Bunny. I haven't seen it. Because I think years. it was like some like scarring memory of like Easter and like this creepy Easter Bunny costume like hunting him down. And so like then he's being chased by an Easter Bunny. Oh, so, man. So yeah, it's basically just like manifestations of their worst nightmares yeah. chasing them down. Like, what's your In like this endless health? hallway. Oh, God. This is going to get really dark, you guys. This isn't actually <laughs> going to be funny. This is going to be super duper dark. I used to have this recurring mem- uh, this recurring dream. You can um, have to get two personal if you don't Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. It's totally fine. Right. Like, I, my world, my personal life is my is the oyster of whatever. But um, I don't know where I'm going with it. But, um, and I do think that it speaks to, like, what truly, like, my personal fear is. And you, you, you know me. So this will make perfect sense to you. Okay. Um, so I used to have this dream and I would be trapped and it's entirely dark. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't move. And uh, I would, and it would change, like this is a dream that I've had for years and I would not be able to move. And essentially over time, like, and it's one of those dreams like I couldn't wake up from. I would hear voices and it would be like my mom, my sister, like the boy I was dating at the time. And they're basically just begging for me to save them, to help them. Okay. But I can't move. And then slowly the voices fade away. And that would be my, yeah, right? <laughs> Super fucking dark. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So anyway, I think that ties into the fact that I have a horrible, horrible savior crisis. Um, I love, I'm like all about, like I have to, yeah, no, that would be the worst is if like you couldn't do anything to actually help anybody. So anyway, that would be my deep, dark personal hell, um, which I've been dreaming about for years. The good news is it's never happened. Um, but if I, yeah, so... Okay. What's funny is, is that I don't have any fears, particularly of dark, confined spaces or claustrophobia. Okay. But, like, for whatever reason, like, I blame it on reading a lot of books about the Holocaust at a young age. Okay. That'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, but I turned out fine. I'm well adjusted. Too. Yeah, I'm well adjusted. Okay. It's fine. I mean, the other thing, if you want to get topical, would be like if I were chased by, you know, the mummy from, you know, the mummy movies with Brendan Fraser, I was deathly terrified of the mummy okay. from that movie like legitimately terrified i had nightmares for years okay. <laughs> i'd wrap myself up in blankets like he's coming to get me Aww. because for whatever reason i also thought he was like a vampire so like if i protected my neck with blankets i would be okay i can see that yeah, yeah totally fine jordan what's your personal hell this will be great uh, I mean, nothing as fancy as, as big as oh, I would say. I have like one word, so yeah. I would say just any type of suffocation. Okay. So like drowning or like bag over the head or anything like that is like a personal oh, hell. Okay. Like you guys are all going for like torment. Cause, like cause of death stuff. If it's like, just like some, something or someone dying. tormenting you, clowns. Yeah, but, oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't like clowns, so okay. it would be, yeah, clowns. All right. Mine's karaoke. <laughs> yeah. You go to karaoke all the time. You just don't do I it. I only go because uh, for we Amanda. Can, we do care about the people. It. Like, I will go and I will sit there and I will tolerate as many songs as I can, but I am hating, hating every minute of it. That's because you're a good person. Do you hate it when the people that sing are good at singing? No, but it doesn't, it's all the same to me. Like, it's just uncomfortable for me to watch 
I don't understand how people are comfortable doing that. You know, yeah. like that's, that's. Do you get pre- sympathetically uncomfortable for people? No. Like, okay. Because they're not uncomfortable, so I'm not being empathetic to it. It makes okay. me uncomfortable that they're not uncomfortable. I like this. It's like comfortception. <laughs> I, so I, yeah, I'm not going to Kevin's thing because I'm not, because I'm like, I just, I can't next week anyway, but I, no. Karaoke is my fucking nightmare. Like, if I, what would, so not just, like, having to listen to it, if, like, my absolute personal hell would be, like, you have to sing. Oh, God. Then I would be, like, just fucking end it all, like, fucking just (laughs) slice me up and kill me. Like, I can't. Like, I would never, ever. Is it because of the song choices? No, I just don't like the act of karaoke. Because I feel like just, like, going to a concert and watching a band play is, like, an advanced level of karaoke. That's, I don't know why it's different. It just is. Like, those are professional musicians whose music that I have listened to for years versus, like, Amanda rapping, I don't know any rapper's names, Drake? Coolio. Is that a thing? Okay. Uh, I know she likes Busta Rhymes and stuff, Okay. That's Amanda. Like, like, I mean. We love you, Amanda. I love you. She doesn't listen. Oh, okay. (laughs) But if she did, we love you. Uh, I, I just, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's like, it's just one of those things where it's, it's the act of it, like, just makes me uncomfortable. Like, other people that I know personally, like, putting themselves up there and, like, being comfortable with singing and either badly or really well. Mm-hmm. Like, I, Amanda's great at yeah. it. Yeah. But it still makes me really uncomfortable. I don't like watching it. It's fair. Part of me is like, I think that we could have found you a personal but hell. Like, what if, I guess, yeah. We found uh, a just, personal hell that I think you would have walked I'm, out I'm immediately I'm curious it's because of. it's like song genres you're not maybe into or something i think it's the it's the act it's the act it could be i mean maybe because i've never no no because i've been to like uh so this bar back in long beach alex's had like punk rock karaoke and i would never go on that night yeah like my because my friend nick like loved to do punk rock karaoke and i was like have fun i'm not going (laughs) you know it was just like you would have hated the rock band karaoke that friends and I did in California, oh, like Guitar Hero karaoke, Jesus. Yeah. where it wasn't just people singing; it was also us playing the fucking toy mm. instruments. Yeah, no, I no, it's just it. So, all right, so yeah, karaoke, uh, or like you'll get this reference next month. Okay. Um, but uh, being strapped down, Clockwork Orange style, having to watch Hallmark movies would be another. Mm. So, yeah. I saw a really great Netflix Christmas bingo. I'm good. That looks like a personal hell there right are there. There's like Christmas Prince, Christmas Baby, Christmas Barf, like whatever. Yeah, there's Christmas Prince 2, I think. There is a Christmas, min- two, Christmas Prince mm-hmm. 2, the Royal Baby, or some shit like that. Oh, Hallmark. Um, so, but I mean, I was going to say the personal hell that I think we actually observed. If you want to feel really uncomfortable, and I'm not sure if we talked about this uh, when we recorded in November, was uh, when Kato Kalin uh, emceed a children's cosplay yeah. competition. We went to Wizard World Comic Con. Which was free. Which she got free tickets to. I got free tickets and we were, we were about to leave, and we saw this like child's cosplay competition going on as we were leaving. And I was like, look at this. All these children look uncomfortable. 
Like, and they did because they all had to go on stage and like yeah. say or do something, but they're all like maybe like five or six or something. There was and the guy was super, there. there was, and the guy was like super enthusiastic. The MC was like super enthusiastic and like shoving the microphone in their face. And they're like, you know, say a lion for us, Captain America, blah blah blah. And I was like, this guy looks really familiar to me. And then it suddenly hit me, I'm like, Becca, that's Kato Kalen. She's like, who? <laughs> and I'm like, OJ Simpson's friend who like <laughs> testified like for him in the OJ Simpson trial. It's like- Oh, shit. And I'm like, Andy was also recently on Celebrity Big Brother with, like, Tom Green and some other B-list celebrities. Um, And so, yeah, it was just awkward watching these kids get interviewed by him. And I'm like, yeah, if I were a kid, that would be my personal hell. Yeah. Yeah. What's more uncomfortable than karaoke? Children possibly singing Forced by Kato Kalen. But also there was a Choose Your Own Pancake that night. And so I had looked up some of his filmography and there was some shitty movie like Love Potion movie he was in in like the late 80s. So I went up to him after he was done. I was like, hey, Kato, we do this thing where like some comedians mock movies and we get to like bring a movie to have people choose. And I'm like, what if I brought your 1989 movie and you came with us and pitched it with me? And he's like, no, I've got stuff I'm doing. I'm like, damn, like that would have been so great. So close. So sad. But yeah, that's a personal hell, I guess. Okay. That Becca. Right. Would envision. Is that it for personal hells? That's all the questions that were listed okay. on there. Well, thanks everyone who submitted a question. I have a question for you. Yeah. Rebecca. Why did you put 10 Things I Hate About You on the list of choices of movies for me? So, um, I would say there was a very distinct era of like, late 90s, early 2000s, where Hollywood was pumping out teen Shakespeare adaptations like it was nobody's business. Mm -hmm. Like, there were so many different adaptations of, like, Taming of the... Like, just so many adaptations of Taming of the Shrew that, like, you would want to die. And so I would say that this one was one of the most iconic. It falls into this era of, you know, of teen heartthrobs where you have, well, okay, you know what? My my teen heartthrobs were a different teen. Well, I've had this conversation with Jordan the other day when we were at talking about teen heartthrobs and it was like, I had to think about it for a while. And then I'm like, you know, like, cause like, I think he was talking about like Josh Hartnett and I'm like, nope, Josh Hartnett was like not quite there. Like that was two nineties. Like I came right after mm-hmm. and the teen heartthrob of like my generation by far was Heath Ledger. Mm. And it was something where, and that's why I put a Knight's Tale also on on there. There was like these this very iconic era of like teen comedy Shakespeare adaptations, and Knight's so Tale isn't a teen, isn't an adaptation. Knight's Tale isn't, but that had Heath Ledger in it, and it was also amazing. And there was the option, but your listeners did not give that to you. They gave you ten things I hate I mean, about it you. It was second runner up. So it was second runner up, but or first runner up rather. Um. It, it was at the core of the teens exploitation 1999 it was. year, which is Varsity Blues. She's all that. Yeah. Uh, this movie, American Pie. Oh, she's all that. Where like she takes off her glasses yeah. and all of a sudden she's attractive, right? Yeah. 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 All those are in the same year. Yeah, it, it's all the same year. Um, and I would say out of all of the movies that like sort of existed, I mean, I could have given you. Var- I, I, I have you seen Varsity Blues? Is that the? I don't. I don't want you I don't want you alive. I've seen the GIF or the, like, video. Yeah. I couldn't give you Varsity Blues because I hadn't seen it until literally, like, two weeks before I think I gave you that list. So I wouldn't have felt right in giving you Varsity Blues. But 
like I remembered watching like I remember when I like I remember renting Knight's Tale and like watching Knight's Tale and I remember watching it in I remember watching it with my friends from like I watched it with my friend from school and we were we were so like obsessed with like obsessed with Heath Ledger and all of those things and it just it I would say that 10 things I hate about you and it's it was what I was if you were going to end up with a Heath Ledger movie, I kind of feel bad because I wish, honestly, you would have ended up with Night's Tale instead of 10 Things I Hate About You. But when you sent me <laughs> the, the screenshot of Heath Ledger and my response was, he's so beautiful. And you're like, gross. Um, I feel like it just like speaks to that moment because, yeah. and that's and that's why I put it on that list okay. because it, it's it's just something from a certain era. Did it age well? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, but it's something that exists in a certain era and it had its time. It's had its place. We're not getting movies like that anymore, I don't think. I don't know. I don't think. Not really. Not really. Like, that time has passed. And I mean, and there was like the teen, like. It was basically everybody's like heartthrob in one movie. Yeah. They really threw everybody in there. As far as like Heath Ledger, uh. What's his face? Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm-hmm. That are like think he's not attractive. Some people find him attractive. I think he's cute. I have a type. And then he as far like as a mouse. and then as far as like women go, you have like Larissa Alanik, who like me growing up watching Clarissa explains it all. I'm like, oh yeah, like she's attractive. Um, who does she play? She's she's the younger sister. Oh Bianca. Okay. Bianca. Mm-hmm. She's a fucking bitch. FYI. Or sorry, not Clarissa explains it all. Alex Mack. That's what she was in. Okay. Um. And then, or the older daughter, um, what's her name? Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles. Who, yeah, like, so, I don't know. E- either side. It was an iconic movie Fine. of its time. Just All has right. However, um, whenever I found out you were going to be watching it, I was kind of like, uh, I, I figured this would be one of the movies that you would hate me for. I don't hate you for it. You know, I, I hate, there are some people I hate. With regards to this movie. I don't hate you. You can't hate Heath Ledger. He's dead. Uh, Fuck that. I can hate him all I want. You can't hate him. He brought it in. Because, I don't know, he died really tragically. That's fine. And he was a good person up until when he died. That's fine. I'm not just At 27. I can hate him in this movie, though. I'm allowed to do that. Yeah. Now, I can't watch any movies with him in it and be like, you're super cute. Because I'm like, I'm older than you now because you died really early. (laughs) Sorry. That's terrible. Yeah. Jeez. Right? Oh, uh, Becca. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so tell me All right. your thoughts about 10 Things I Hate About You. Okay, so before I get into this dumb movie, <laughs> I came across something much more interesting when I was trying to find this movie streaming somewhere. And before I get into that part, so I needed to re-watch... What are you doing? Are you playing Pokemon Go? Jordan. Yeah, oh, no. Okay. We're, no, we're looking at... We're, we, we just pulled it up so that I can okay. make just sure I get everyone's actors. names right. Okay. So, uh, I tried to find this streaming somewhere online, and I was like, okay, well, the only place is to rent it on Amazon, and I was not going to pay $4 for it. And I also was like, well, I need to rewatch Wicker Man, and I loaned okay. you my copy. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to go to Vulcan on, like, Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Well, because it's two for one on Wednesday. And so I was yeah. like, I can justify pain for Wicker Man. Yeah. I can't justify pain for 10 Things I Hate About You. So I went and I rented it from there and I felt really dumb. 
going I feel up like... to the counter with these <laughs> fucking movies. First of all, well, not Wicker Man, but I felt really dumb going up the ten things I hate about you as a forty-year-old woman. I was like, this is fucking dumb. Anyway, that's how I got a hold of that movie, but I didn't pay for it, thankfully. Okay. So, um, anyway, something that when I was trying to find it streaming that I thought was much more interesting is ten things you didn't know about Caligula. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I actually only thought three were interesting. Okay. So I'm going to talk about that. Three of the first. ten things. Three of the ten things were interesting. Um, he built the longest bridge on Earth at the time. It was a temporary one across the Bay of Bay. Uh, he also had two large ships, which uh, Mussolini got a hold of, by draining the lake that they sunk in. Oh, damn. Interesting. Um, two, he made it a crime to look at his bald spot. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, and you also couldn't talk about goats in his presence because of the allusion to someone with a really hairy body. <laughs> wow. He thought it would be like an insult that, to him because he was balding if you were talking about goats. That sounds like the dude from China who won't let people talk about Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Whoops. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then finally, he appointed his horse as consul, which was the second highest, highest rank in the empire. <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. I would appoint my cats as consul. Well, yeah, I mean, possum would be great. She is. She's asleep now. Oh. She gave up begging us for food. She's so cute. Okay. Uh, so this movie. Sorry. Not sorry? Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. It's a good movie. It's not a good movie. Here's the thing. I understand the movie's place in the universe. Yes. If I were a normal 15-year-old girl watching this movie, yeah, I would probably be like, oh my god, this is so great. And it was. But I am a 40-year-old woman watching this movie for the first time through that lens. Yeah. So here are 10 things I hate about 10 things I hate about you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So first of all, I was in high school in the 90s. I know this came out in 99. I was already in college. This came out. Okay. So I was in high school in the 90s. This is not high school at all. (laughs) Okay. Kids are not. kids, Kids are like awkward. They do not say really quippy and clever things like that and make these, like, allusions to certain... No. Kids don't fucking talk like that. (laughs) I hate fucking teen movies where it's very clear that an adult wrote it. Like, a clever adult wrote it and was like, oh, if I could have said that one thing to that bully 20 years ago, I would have been this. And so then they write a movie and they put it in the movie because kids don't talk like that. It's you get true. the shit beat out of you and you don't say the right thing or you ask someone on a date and it's super awkward and dumb and you never, like, nothing ever happens like this in a movie. And and I know that this, it, nothing ever like that ever happens in real life. And I know that this happens in, like, every movie. Like, it's a, it's a very, genre. yeah, no, it's a very, it all the movies that exist not, in this genre are I, not. Yeah. I'm not picking on this movie just for that, but it does suffer from that characteristic. My, the reason that I hate it so much is because the audience for these movies is teenage girls. And they watch this movie and they think like, oh. And boys. Ugh. Really? Yeah, well, because of the time of teensploitation shit like American Pie. Okay, sure. All and right. stuff like that. Like, that was totally... Okay. Well, even... Okay, then for getting the guys teenage to watch it boys, and stuff like too, that. you should be mad at this movie because it's setting up false expectations for teenage girls to think, like, oh, guys do shit like this. Because they don't. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. No. Yeah, I could relate to that, for sure. Like... <sighs> I, I tell Jordan all the time about the movies that ruined my expectations. Just like, now I have forever. to fucking sing in front of a marching band to, like, get some girl to date me. Like, this movie set the bar high. Right. And <laughs> it's like, that's that's the thing, is, like, if you have 
you know, what is supposed to be like a real, like, it's not a fantasy movie. It's not like this created alternate universe movie. This is a real life high school setting in Seattle. Like they establish all of that. Yeah. Then have real conversations, have like authentic dialogue, have like awkward interactions. And they don't have that. Like everyone. But I feel like it was created as a purposefully campy comedy movie with ridiculous situations like we all know at the same time of she's all that is released as this you know we i'm sure have no expectations that like in high school there's really going to be people betting to take out the ugliest girl and it turns out she's like the there prettiest are, girl because i've like, seen that ha- like i've seen like lists get even passed around my fucking yeah. office like not bets going out but like you know ranking girls and shit like that like, oh yeah that that yeah. exists yeah those uh, things happen, uh, and like, here's the thing: is like, yeah, it, it, I get it. It exists in a certain point. This is my thing that I hate about the movie, though. Okay. So I'm not saying like, you know, it, you are correct. Yes, it's created with a specific purpose and yeah. whatever. But this is what I hate about it because it's perpetuating this stereotype of what, you know, oh yeah, guys do the, these things. Guys like fucking hold a boombox over their head then outside your window or like sing on the fucking you know on the intercom and stuff on the intercom like they don't do shit like that like stop setting up like false expectations stop making kids talk like quippy clever you know quick-witted adults because they don't kids are fucking morons kids are hormone driven morons and that's it yeah i i guess i would argue to say that Seeing it as a teenager at that time, because like in 1999, I was in high school at that point. It feels like it was an escape is a movie. It's like, this is what I wish high school is like for me, that these things would happen. Not that there's an expectations for me to do those things or that people are going to be doing those things. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, this looks like a fun situation that, you know, it would be nice to see that happen. But we know probably realistically it would never. I would argue that your escape, if you're going to a movie for an escape... Like, I mean, I would go to a horror movie. But, For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you go and watch, like, some other, like, false world? Like, an, a, like uh, Because a I think at that at that point, the, pop, the popular thing was the fun teen comedy movie. Okay. That's so, just a world I don't understand. Sure. That I never and it, watched, it, all, so. it all hit at once. That was the thing. Okay. So it was, like, all these were popular. Like, Varsity Blues was the one that started all in January, and then it moved on oh to all these God, different movies. Oh, my God, you know what months they came out. Jesus Christ. Well, because I pitched Varsity Blues. It was the one that, that <laughs> said it. It was the trendsetter for the teensploitation movies. Okay. Uh, but it all just came out. So it was just, like, uh, you know, once you see one and you like it and it's a hit, they copy it, you know, carbon copy and all just right. different stories. There were so many So of it's, them. like... Yeah, like, can't hardly wait, like, any of that kind of stuff. Like, you see these and you're like, oh, this is just a fun genre to watch. And it's goofy and there's, like, fart jokes and there's, like, sex jokes Ugh. and, like, stuff like that. All right. Um, Fine. Not my cup of tea. Yeah, it. yeah. It, All right. That, that's fair. No. It's a I'm fair, as a, as it's a teenager, a fair observation. It's I, extremely fair and extremely Because I guess true. I'm the only one who's actually seen it as a teenager okay. in the time period that it came out. Like, mm-hmm. that's what it was. It was not, like... Oh, this is definitely I can relate to this because this is what happens in high school. Right. Well, like, and the thing is, hell is no. Like, <laughs> you saw it like when you were. I saw a teenager, it later. But... So, ten things I hate about you, I saw later. I okay. saw Knight's Tale over and over okay. and over and over right. again. And then when I got older, and I started because the teen exploitation movies didn't necessarily come out when like so with Jordan seeing everything, all the high school movies when he was in high school. 
I was still in middle school, so mm-hmm. I didn't watch as much of that. And so the teen exploitation movies I never was never allowed to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to watch more of them as an adult, and the only ones that I think I really watched in high school were um, like I didn't really even watch a lot of them in high school. Yeah. I watched, I mean, I watched Night's Tale like literally over. And over and over and over again. Sorry. But I liked it because it felt like a satire of high school to me. And I think that's why I like it a lot. I can see that, but I kids are not smart enough to pick up on satire. True. Like, that audience can't pick up on that. Yeah. Maybe, like, 2% of them could. Like, the, the AP kids could pick up on that. But, but, yeah, like, when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, Bianca, like, the, like, vapid sister right. who's, like, you know, into fashion and, like, disregards everything. And I'm like, oh, that's every girl in my high school. Like, I could, when I saw a movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, I see these tropes and, yeah. like, these Well, that, that subsets. gets me to, like, another thing because that's, like, one of the things on the my clicks. list. Jesus, fucking your list Bianca. is so long. Yeah, I fucking hate a lot of, well, a lot of this is letterbox reviews. Oh, okay. I'm like, some, Jesus! Right, well, well, I, got, yeah. <laughs> I have some fucking people to call out for this fucking movie. I guess what was the number two thing? All right. Yeah, Jordan, let her, let her get it out. <laughs> well, let her I mean, get it out. Okay, so getting to Bianca, she is a self-centered, high-maintenance, materialistic bitch. Yep. Whoever wants her is a fucking moron. Yes. What well, I don't understand, like why so many guys are falling over. And I get it. I've read the I've read Taming of the Shrew. Like, yeah. But because of the uh, interpretation and what they make her, I, why would any guy want she's, someone that high maintenance? She she's the unattainable. She literally how unattainable. Yeah, it's the job. Like she is literally unattainable in the movie. Because of, oh, because of the date. She can't thing? date. If, but if, also, she's like the popular girl, like the pretty popular girl. Okay, but this came out of her mouth. She said, I like my Skechers, but I love my Prada backpack. Yeah. What a fucking... Yeah, I can tell you as a high school boy, none of that shit mattered. It was basically just like, ooh, pretty, like, I want to date that person. Gross. It's like Boys super... Yeah, it's God. it's low What's evolution. With you? I don't know. But I can tell you that's pretty much exactly what he it is. He hit puberty. All right. Yeah, like you learn... It's... Boys I think after stupid. after a time of at least personally after a time of dating, you learn that there's things beyond just looks to Thanks. pay attention to right. that are more important than yeah. looks. But in high school, like looks and popularity, popularity were like the thing to go after the like the things you want to attain. Yeah. Right. Welcome it's, to it's, high school it's, in me, the nineties. Why thing. the world is ruined? Well, yes. I was in high school in the nineties, and I'm, I anyway, I wouldn't have anywhere but like i could totally see why that would be the case in this movie because she's like the pretty girl the popular one she sucks and he doesn't care about what she thinks about sketchers or bags he just wants to date her because he thinks that will complete them or you know she's just pretty one i fucking hate this these types of all right i'm gonna get through the rest of these things get through the rest but of it's the relatable list. it is relatable Jordan, stop let her get it out all right that's fine it's not it's fair right. it's if it's relatable to you fine it's not relatable to me that's fair yeah. Because I don't get it at That's fair. all. Uh, all right. Other thing I hate about this movie, uh, Heath Ledger's hair is fucking gross. I agree Sorry. with that. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't understand anyone who thinks he is attractive also. There's that too. It's okay. Um, Joey's hair and punchable face. He's mm-hmm. disgusting. Ugh. <laughs> He looks like a fucking date rapist. Like, but I feel like they did great in that respect in the movie because that they, was his, the no, whole point. No, he fits that character absolutely, yeah. but I hate looking at him. 
Yeah, like, like that's disgusting. And that's <clears throat> in my opinion what made the movie great is but that this punchable even, character who is literally punchable. Right, but that speaks even more <laughs> to like Bianca wanting to like, be like, oh, like even like agreeing to like go around with him for a little bit. And I was like, that guy sucks. You're an idiot. Like, I mean, girls are dumb. I made bad choices too, but still. We all yeah. made bad choices in high it school. It worked both ways. It wasn't just that, you know, she was the dumb one that like had no like substance Actually, to date. they're for each other because they're both yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah, they so would have been great for each other. Together. Like she didn't, she shouldn't have <clears> been with <throat> a nice guy. Like that's just, anyway. Yep. All right. Um, uh, what else do I hate? Okay, this is... Uh, I lost track. Are fifth? we on I'm four? On, I'm on five. Five. Well, because I went, I skipped ahead to ten. And oh, okay. So I'm, this is the fifth thing I hate. Um, catering to Shakespeare fanboys and fangirls. So the people in places name drops in this. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is Padua High School and Patrick Verona and Cat Stratford and, and whatever. I don't... I think it's lazy and, um, lazy and dumb and I don't care. So, yeah. Um. Even for putting it in a teen movie that was just trying to be i just think it i just it, it just for whatever reason it just annoyed me like whenever like a shakespeare like name drop thing came up i was like fuck you like i just i mean i could i could see having that response if someone did something like i would say like if somebody started dropping like i get irritated whenever people drop like psychological terms or like diagnoses terms like completely out of context and either, like, incorrectly, or just, like, to get a rise. Like, when people are like, well, I'm so OCD, and I'm like, but are you really? But now what if it accomplished uh, a point of people who maybe have not read Taming of the Shrew, and then they see the movie, like 10 Things I Hate About You, learn that it's based on Taming the Shrew, and are inspired to read it? They're not going to, because... It might have happened to at least one person. If you are the audience that is watching 10 Things I Hate About You, you are not going to turn around and be like, I should read the Shakespeare play that this is based off. Or if they did... They probably read like two pages and were like, I can't read this. This is hard. And then they put it down. I am sure. Because I was a fucking teacher for seven years. And I know that those. But it's better to have at least something Shakespeare in there than no no Shakespeare at all in a teenager movie that, you know. It's not. And I don't care. And I think it's dumb. All right. They were, they were idolizing Shakespeare. I figure that would you be know what nice if they thing. if they want to idolize Shakespeare, you know what fucking play they should read is Titus Andronicus. That hot take that's my favorite one because it's super gory and fucked up. This girl gets raped by two brothers who cut out her tongue and her hands so that she can't speak or write the name of the people who uh, who attacked <laughs> her. Titus turns around and uh, I mean I'm really like abridging this, but. He turns around, kills the two guys who attacked his daughter, uh, cuts them up, and serves them in a meat pie to their mom, a la well, like Game of Thrones. That'd be hard to make into a teen comedy. I'm just saying <laughs> that would it would play very well to like. If you could make me a teen comedy of Titus Androgynous, that'd be fantastic. Androticus, yeah, that'd but be excellent. I. That's mine. I'm not, I don't want teenagers to have that one. They can't have it. Anyway, I was just sharing right. my favorite Shakespeare plays, that one, which is That's not... okay. Someone can learn something from it. No one's going to Anyway. All right. Um, what else? Uh, six. High school parties do not have someone with a tray going around passing out shots. This is true. High school parties have red solo cups. Maybe. I never went to a high school party. Also, so the know. flyers that they made said free beer. When he, like, <laughs> fucked up the flyer... But then there was no beer there and everyone brought that, but everyone thinking, so if I saw a flyer and it was like, hey, there's a party and there's going to be free beer, I would not show, I would not stop to buy beer myself and go. But everyone who was walking to the party had beer with them. They were considerate. 
No, it was, it was kids a well, are not considered. It was a wealthy neighborhood and school. Let me nitpick on this one because I'm <laughs> on. Jesus. <laughs> Fuck it. All right. <laughs> I didn't go to any high school parties. I have nothing to relate to there. All right. Oh, well, I did, and every party was red solo cups and yeah. passing around. The, everyone's passing. They around didn't the same have solo bottle. cups in the movie. Huh? I thought they had solo they cups. They did, in the movie. but they 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 brought them themselves. Oh, okay. That's the thing is like, but there's no like, there's a tray of like someone passing <coughs> around shots. Like, no, no one fucking does that. I don't care. Like up, upper class. Like, no, not happening. Sorry. Next. All right. Uh, the band Save Ferris is in this movie. Yes. Save- That's a thing you hate. Save me from this movie. Yes. I don't like that. I band. love Save Ferris. Well, jeez. All right. I love all ska bands. All right. Erica might kill you. Nine? Where am I? Okay. This is I a, like that there's bullet points. This is a big one. I know. All right. Uh-oh. Actually, I'm going to skip. I'm going to I'm going to skip this one. I'm going to do this one last cuz it pisses me off the most. All right. Cat flashes a teacher to get uh whatever Heath Ledger's name, Patrick. She flashes a teacher to get him out of a detention and does not get expelled. She should be immediately fucking expelled, and she is not. I hate this movie. Cat's uh, poem? I hate the way you're always right. Really? Like, she's, she is, like, established in this movie as being some kind of feminist. Like, read Sylvia Plath, and I listen to Joan Jett. Fuck you, first of all. I'm going to get into that in a second. But... Her poem, I hate the way you're always right. Like, she is not, like, wait, yeah, way to keep that fucking feminist flag flying. Like, fuck you, cat. <laughs> also, I counted. There are more than 10 things in that poem. There's yeah. 13. So she also... <laughs> she also can't count. She is also reinforcing the stereotype that girls are bad at math. So fuck her. To be fair, Kat's my least favorite character in the movie. She should be, because she sucks. And here's a lot of reasons why. So 13? Are there 13 reasons why? No. I have 10 reasons with sub-bullet points. Oh, so, Jesus. Um, I stuck with the theme of it. Like, there's 10 things... I hate about you in this movie. I got 10 things I hate about this movie. So And then 10 things you hate about Kat. Right. I got... Jesus. Wow. I fucking hate this movie. All right. But did you at least like Alice and Janney? No. Oh. I don't like any of it. She's writing her like... I don't care about her Smutty fucking, novel. I don't fucking care. Oh. I hate... I, that doesn't save the movie for me. I don't... Not care. about saving the movie. I just liked her character. <laughs> uh, she's not in it enough for, for it to make a difference. So it doesn't matter. All right, last thing, it trivializes feminism. Because, all right, so when we're first introduced to Kat, she is this sort of like, uh, what would you, feminazi or whatever you want to fucking call it. She's got um, aggressive speech, masculine clothing. She is like abrasive. She is shrill. Um, Just everything. She's like rusting bitch face personified. Sure. Okay. But she's also, like, annoyingly got, like, the PG version of, like, aggressive female indie rock, whatever. Like, she's playing, like, Joan Jett, Bad Reputation. Like, that movie, that or that song was in Shrek. That's not, oh, I'm so hardcore. Like, it's stupid. Like, if, I'm sorry, Kat, if you want to, like, really, really double down. Full disclosure, I do own the soundtrack to Shrek. Okay. <laughs> Somebody once told me. Oh, stop. Stop it. All right. Anyway, she can try, like, L7 or Betty Blowtorch if she wants to, like, really give it a go. But anyway. So, she is a fucking fair-weather feminist because 
instead of like her feminism being a result of her upbringing combined with critical thinking and like reading outside of Sylvia Plath or whatever, we find out at the end of the movie that Kat used to be one of the lemmings, that she slept with Punchface and she had sex with him after their mom left. So then it's then it becomes this whole thing of like, okay, well, her feminism is like this disorder that is created as a result of these events, not like being raised a certain way in critical thinking. Could it be maybe instead of a disorder, more of like an awakening? No. Like she realizes no, because, how shitty it is to be. Because she gets softened in the end. And so therefore, like if, you know, she has to be cured of her fucking disorder by having this like normal relationship with this guy, like, or you know, instead of like some creep, creep show fucking, what's his, punchable face guy. Yeah. Like, Punch face Joey. Punch face Joey. It's stupid. I fucking hate this movie. I hate like that she is supposed to be this icon of feminism for young girls because it's inauthentic and it's comes from a place of like her it, it happening because of her mom leaving. It's dumb. And I hate it. I hate this movie. And you never have to watch it again. Right. You can burn it. So, well, don't burn Vulcan's copy. Uh, no, I already gave it back to them. I got it back to them the next day. But, all right. <laughs> Fastest so, turnaround time on that movie. like, all of the points about, like, feminism and, like, cat and, and, and actually not even just, like, the last points. Anything about this movie. If you're a woman over the age of 18 and you still cite this as one of your favorite movies, then you hate women and you should have your badge card revoked. I'm like, I mean, you can still look at, look back at it and be like, I liked that movie when I was a kid. But if you like go back and rewatch this and look at it now and say like, yeah, that's one of my favorite movies. No, like, I'm sorry. Like you, you have fucking issues and you cannot see through the message that this is the negative message this actually sends. I feel like people who would love that probably have like the live, laugh, love things. I'm sure that they do. Absolutely. (laughs) They absolutely do. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I would say as a teenage boy watching this movie back in the day, I definitely did not have any concept of feminism or what it was or anything like that. So I obviously didn't pick up on anything there. Sure. And I wouldn't expect a teenager to. Like, I don't fault any teenager that likes this movie. Mm -hmm. This is, that's the audience for this movie. If you are an adult, and I have examples of adults (laughs) who fucking like this movie. You're getting called out right now. So I'm going to call these people out. Um, First of all, I'm calling out my friend Mike Lawson from Gosh, I Love Movie Marathons because you're a grown-ass man and you rated this four stars. (laughs) All right. Get down. I did find one review on Letterboxd that I actually hit the like button on. I don't like reviews very often, but um, I did want to give some credit to Nomenclature, (laughs) who gave this a half star. Is it spelled like gnome, like a garden gnome? No, it is not. not. It's not that clever. But the, re- the review is really good. So, oh, I didn't burn my glasses. Fuck. All right. I can read it. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's do that. Nomenclature, who gave this a half star, said, A third-rate Daria knockoff, played by the most vanilla actress in human history, is courted by a sad attempt at a teenage rebel in the, quote, whitest school possible, end quote, as it's called in the movie. I guess as some sort... some I guess as some... New form of post-irony. 
This film would make sense if it were released 10 years earlier when counterculture types rubbing up against the conformist normies was actually a thing that affected the lives of young people. Instead, you have a movie that in no way represents the generation it's marketed to, a movie studio's conception of the modern high school experience based on studying all the formulaic cliches of every teen dramedy that came before it. There's no reason for this to exist, it's completely generic, and it can't even be enjoyed ironically as an authentic piece of 90s kitsch, with the possible exception of the Letters to Cleo and Save Ferris appearances, bands that no one depicted in the movie or in the audience would ever conceivably listen to. Yep. Thank you. All right. So yeah, thank you, Nomenclature, for that review. Uh, And here are some five-star reviews of that movie, just because I need to not just hate this movie, but also anyone who rated it that favorably. And I actually looked at all these people's profiles and their subsequent Twitter account to verify that these are, in fact, adults who like this fucking movie, except for one. Okay. Um, All right, so Luma said, I could easily watch this movie every day for the rest of my life. Oh, God. Luma, you are going to die alone. <laughs> um, Poppy said, rewatch the only movie ever. Bruh, when my life going to turn into a movie like this? I'm waiting. <laughs> All right. So, so dumb. white hipster chick Poppy, because I looked her up. Oh, uh, Jesus. You will also die alone. But uh, when you do, your tombstone will have typos to reflect your illiteracy. <laughs> um... Millis Pila, and I will give this one credit. Um, she said, I am a teenage female. What do you think I'd rate it? So this girl gets it. That's fine. I pre- I applaud her. We, self- can, we can educate her. I applaud her self-awareness. Um, so she will not die alone if she stays the course. All right. Um, She'll get better. Couple more. Calvin Halliday said, a perfect film. Calvin, you're a perfect moron. Uh, Nancy, with an I, said, There's a guy in my building who says I remind him of Cat Stratford, and it makes my heart go F-H-D-H-S-H-S every time because it's true. I am her, exclamation point. Okay, first of all, is, is that a, like, acronym? I'm sure it's an acronym of something. F-H-D-H-S-H-S. Is she just trying to, like, say it's like a... Fudhushhush. Or it's like a flutter... Fudhush... Like maybe like a heartbeat. All right. Maybe she's trying to do like... She's having a stroke. Or it's an acronym that just means something stupid. All right. Maybe it's... I don't don't know what it is. Anyway. She's trying to be hip. I'm going to Google it. F-H-D-H-S-H-S. Anyway. Nancy, if you are cat, you're a poser feminist and a doormat, and you're going to forgive every shitty boyfriend that you have in your life. So whatever. (laughs) All right. It's not a thing on the internet, whatever fetishes is. All right. I don't know what she was doing then. She was doing fluttery something. All right. And then I've got... One more um, from Nandy, N-A-N-D-I. Okay. Lots of dumb names here today. Uh, Who said, this is where cinema began. (laughs) That's that's not not accurate. No, it is not. Okay. At all. So here's the thing is like, you know, I looked at her profile and she gives a lot of five stars. Like to movies like Carrie, Parasite. And I wouldn't argue with those. Those are excellent movies. Those are five star movies. I don't know what the fuck is going on with this person. Like, why would you say this is where cinema began? And I don't think she was being ironic because I looked at, like, I read some other, like, I did a deep dive on Nandy, right? (laughs) Before I'm calling her out because I looked at this and I'm like, I don't understand, like, what she's doing or whatever. So. Maybe it's where cinema began for her. 
So I was, I'm wondering if that's like the first movie she ever saw and maybe that's why she gave it five stars. I don't fucking know. But if it's not that and if it's like she thinks that this is the cornerstone of cinema. Then she's dumb. Yeah. Then, uh, Nandy, if you think this is where cinema began, then your cinematic life is going to end in a triple X theater with your knees sticking to the floor while some guy is shooting his load on your face as he watches 10 things I shove in your badge. <laughs> That man was Paul Rubin. Oh, hey, Jesus. Andy. All right. I'm done with this movie. I'm never fucking watching this shit, shit like this again. I don't blame you for putting on a list by any means, Rebecca, but... You can blame everyone who listened who picked it for you. I will. Um, but I don't want to end on a super negative note, because I always do. <clears throat> so I just want to like take two minutes and give like some thank yous to everyone. It's been, you know, a year... Sort of, well, January is technically a year, yeah. but like of doing this podcast. And um, I want to thank some podcast friends for for listening, for shout outs, for promo swaps, um, for reviews, and just, you know, for being friends. So um, Mike and Vinny and, Jen and Jenny from Gosh, I Love Movie Marathons and Real Education the Musical. Um, Mike, I still sort of like you, even after you gave 10 things I hate about you, four stars, but whatever. Uh, John and Joe at Late Night Psychorama, Shad at Jump Scare, Richard from Bad Rad Movies, Erica at Les Represent, Chaos at They Mostly Podcast at Night, Nathan at I Hope You Suffer Podcast, Robert from The Film Flamers, uh, Christian from Nerds with Friends, James over at Eek Channel, Brent at Home Video Hustle, Nathan and Brendan at What Were They Thinking, Gray from Kill the Dead, and Karina Magyar from Weird Brunch. Um... So thanks to all of my podcast friends um, and also to my Austin friends and guests. So, of course, Rebecca and Jordan, first Hi. and foremost. So, yay. Thank you. Uh, Lance and Cody Shivey, Micah, Emily and Neil, Christopher Schmidt, Matt, Allie and Danny, um, and Sterling and Kendra. Thanks, all you guys, for being guests and watching good and sometimes bad movies with me. And Yeah, um, I get spoiled. I get all the good ones. Yeah, I do. I'm spoiled. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Um, so just, I wanted to just say thanks to everyone for listening and being supportive this year. And, uh, I'm looking forward to 2020. Yeah. Thank you. It's been great. We'll, we'll watch. I won't give you another shitty movie ever again. Thank you. I mean, I'll try. Yeah. I make no guarantees. Well. Actually, I have a movie for you that I keep meaning to give you. It's, uh, next to the box. It's the Mandy Blu-ray. Oh, okay. That's also for you. Oh, okay. I got oh, really... you have two copies. Yeah, I got drunk and ordered it twice. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I like the movie and I don't own it, so yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Thanks. Right. It's holographic. It's real shiny on the front. Oh, that's fun. Right? Yeah. So, I like shiny things. So hmm. what's one th legitimate thing you did like about 10 Things I Hate About You? I'm thinking, give me a minute. I'll, I'll... She'll find something. I'll find something. She'll I, find something. I could be nice to a movie. Hang on. Uh... There's always something redeeming about... Like the dad making the daughter wear the pregnancy fucking vest. I always like that. I'm like, I would make a daughter I liked, do that. I <laughs> um, the English teacher. Because yeah. he, was, he was a dick. Yeah, he was just like, out, <laughs> let's get out. <laughs> yeah, like, he, like, that, that was, like, like I, I liked him. Uh, he would yell at the, he yelled at punch face. Mm. Um, yeah, I like He that. just called them out. Yeah. Yeah. He just called yeah. the kids out when they deserved it. And yeah. I mean, even sometimes when they didn't deserve it, but yeah, like, yeah, I liked him. That was a fun character. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's <clears> not, it's, it, that's the thing. It's not completely like reprehensible, but it's, I'm not the target audience for N it. Yeah. Um, 
And it's only special in my heart because it pretty much makes fun of my high school life almost to sure. a T. And I can and I can see that. That's a thing. But like I like because it's not I'm I'm a not the audience for it and b this is not like my genre at all. And it's it's completely predictable. Like I it's like when the movie like I read the plot and I'm like I already know what's gonna happen. There's there's no interest in a movie like that for me. Where, like, I already know, like, okay, well, clearly, like, he's going to date her, and they're going to, like, and then she's going to find out, and then she's going to forgive him. Which, fuck that, by the way. Like, she <laughs> forgives, and she apologizes to him, basically. And he buys her a guitar. And I'm like, oh, that's how relationship problems are solved. Okay, I'm going to stop talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sign out. If you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes in 2020... You can follow this podcast on Twitter at CAW Podcast, Facebook or Instagram under Customers Also Watched, or Letterboxd under the username Also Watched. Uh, coming up in January, Rebecca is Argento. Dario Argento, and we're doing a Youth Gone Wild episode with yeah. Stand By Me and A Clockwork Orange. And then I will... Those youths. Those with youths. Their, with their young spry knees. Those youths. Uh, and then we'll have our first Amazon movie of the year, The Bloodstained Butterfly with guest chaos from the Mostly Podcast at Night. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, not just to this episode, but throughout the year. And we'll see you in 2020. Sounds good. Happy New Year. Woo! Yay, party. Bye. Ah. Hey, this is Liz. Hey, this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We are talking Star Wars, Star Trek, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. See you soon.